Alright, audio is balanced. Tea is going to be sipped. God, the exaggerated sip. That was not an exaggerated sip. Okay, that, what you just did right there was called mocking me, and I didn't appreciate it one bit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tower Dive, episode 10, 1 0. My name's TJ, joined by D2, the head writer of Samurai Gamers. Dot com and your premier source for tier lists and BuzzFeed-style articles. We made it to 10. Joining me in the guest seat for the special episode 10, the long-awaited sequel to episode 9, is Rest, team captain of Allegiance and Team America at the Arena of Valor World Cup. Hey, what's up? He's eating popcorn. So I was writing this intro, and I was trying to decide, should you be Rest, team captain, or should you be like... Joining me is Rest, a quarter-finalist at the 2018 Arena of Valor World Cup. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Alright, strong opinions to start this off. Let's generate some more strong opinions. I'd like to talk about your besteth, your beneath, your boy. The new tree man playing side lane or jungle, as other people have tried some whack things on him. He was released last week, he'll be available in competitive play this upcoming week. And we'll get into the competitive side of things, but just generally, how are you enjoying the character? I feel like the guy's way too overpowered with everything in his kit and all the CC, as well as the sustain from his passive and his ultimate. Makes it really hard to kill him, and he has enough damage to just kill the backline. That's kind of interesting, because when I first tried him, I was severely underwhelmed. It wasn't until I actually got into the games and realised exactly how much control he had that I think I really joined the train. D2, have you had a chance to pick him up yet? Yeah, I tried him. I was pretty bad with him, but at the same time, I realised pretty early on how good he could be, and that was shown to me by pulling against him. Especially when he popped his ultimate, you just have to run away. You can't do anything about it, and... It's really oppressive, that slow, not to mention in lane. The fact that he can heal without having any interaction mm -hmm. with the opposing hero or minions. And then the to cap it off, his Redwood Rush is disgusting. You have it like completely off cooldown all the time in teamfights. And it turns, you just turn into a uh, super thane, essentially. And he's even more super thane because his second ability is called Branching Out. Uh, but everyone yeah. here so far will refer to it as The Clap. Um, gathers people all in one nice tight line and stuns them for you then to rush them down. Yep. I'm... It's, <laughs> it's yeah. gross. Rest, have you seen him played more in kind of the support role or in the side lane? Um, in ranked, I've seen a mixture of both majority of people have been running on the dragon side lane. And that gives you a little bit more control in that very important lane in the early game. And then towards the late game, when you're going to be more focused on utilizing him in team fights, you don't need him tied to lane like you do kind of top lane. Um, yes, from the dragon lane, you're usually going to be grouped more with the team fight, and you're not going to be the split pusher like you normally would be in the Dark Slayer lane. That's why we typically see mobility and damage characters played up top. Let's talk about Valor series rest. 
because I've been commentating all of the regions except the one you've been playing. Um, that's because I'm incredibly biased towards Allegiance, and as a result, wouldn't be allowed to co commentate it. But I think you guys have the easiest region, and it's your fault. I think n Allegiance single-handedly makes North America look silly. Is that a good thing? I Well, good for you. For you. <laughs> but, like, none of the other regions I feel are substantially... I don't know how to phrase that right. Some of the other regions do have differences in skill level, but all of the teams are around that representative skill level. And for NA, I just feel like all the teams are doing fine. They're probably no worse than European or South American teams, but you're just out ahead, especially with your experience at AWC. You guys are dominating everyone and making the region look weaker than it actually is. Oh uh, yeah, from AWC we all learned a lot, and I was able to learn a lot more as a shot caller as well as uh, team play, which we've been able to bring back to NA. Which, which of those we we talked a bit about it pre-show? You said, for instance, Pew, your Korean sub, was calling early game, and that kind of rubbed off on you. You'd drawn some things away from that. What specifically uh, are you bringing from AWC to NA that's allowing you to dominate? Uh, I don't really want to go into too much specifics because of the other teams, but um, I just understand more of the team play and rotations a lot more and which objectives to be focused when, as well as I got to practice against the best teams in the world there and understand how to outsmart them with our rotations. Well, you guys are certainly doing well. You're currently the only undefeated team in the entire Valor series, all three regions. And you said you'd done the math and you were only two wins away from securing yourself a qualification for the finals? Uh, yeah, if we just win our game <laughs> on Saturday 2-0, then we'll be qualified for Brazil already. Do you think you can go the whole season undefeated? Yeah, I think we can do it. <laughs> All right. Wow, the confidence. <laughs> well, the results so far speak for themselves. Let's talk, though, about the meta in Valor series. You guys in North America, I actually haven't noticed a major shift from Season 1. North American meta in general seems rather tame and stale, I want to say. It, it is mostly what you guys were doing in Season 1, and mostly it's just better executed. Would you disagree? Um, no, I agree. The meta is usually made by us, since we're the top team here. And we've always just looked at the other regions and what they've been running. And the meta hasn't shifted too much from Season 1 over there. Um, so it's mostly just going to be the same thing here, unless someone tries to be cheesy. Do you think that some of the other teams should be looking to those other regions like you are in order to get some innovation? For instance, Dead Rabbits is using a lot of these strategies that you see in Thailand and Taiwan, for instance. Do you think that maybe other teams in the North American region could benefit from that? Uh, yeah, I think if every single team or any player could benefit a lot from just watching the pro leagues over in Taiwan or Thailand and see how they're playing certain heroes or what they're good into. And, yeah. The team you're talking about, Dead Rabbits D2, have kind of broken out in Europe. They barely scraped through the qualifiers. They, like, quite narrowly qualified. Uh, and they're currently 
tied for first place in the region. I think they're actually slightly behind Nova Esports now, but very narrowly so. After completely breaking the meta, tying Nova Esports, which is like the uber team, and dominating several teams that we thoroughly expected to beat this upstart Spanish roster. Most of that's come from, like you were saying, drawing inspiration from other regions. They started out with this full CC chain train thing, where it was just pure Jinnar and everything else that worked well with it. And they'd run at you with this death ball, as I quickly nicknamed it, and overwhelm any defense. That became instantly popular. Uh, I know the rest of Europe picked it up very, very quickly. And coming out of the qualifiers, it's been run by almost every team. Do you think that's something that will evolve beyond here, or do you think that's just a European fad? I don't really see it continuing that often, because it's kind of easy to shut it down via the bans and picks, because there's not many... Uh, Jinnah is really the only mage you can pick for that, and Pyrrha just complements it so well that you, all you have to do is break it up and fasten your team around that either that pick or the bands that you set up, and it's kind of broken up. But you can have that... You can kind of counter the counter in a way by forcing the opposing team into a bad situation by kind of threatening the death ball and then just shift towards something else. I think that's not too hard to do. Yeah, we saw that happen a couple times with a pure pick happening early in the draft and then a shift towards, like, a poke meta. Rest, do you... And you haven't had to play it because you're in NA. Does Pura Jinnar Crashed sound like a terrifying team core to you? Uh, yeah, I see that a few times in Ranked, and Jinnar is just a scary hero already to play against. I mean, if you combine it with a Crash, you can push everyone and stun them for the Jinnar and the Pura with the area effect stun too. That sounds pretty scary to play against. Would, would you... Could you run it? Yeah, we could run it. Um, we ran, I think, a Mina Jinnar combo a few weeks ago with Crashed. That's pretty devastating, especially if they don't have Chognar. And Chognar is kind of an interesting counter to it, because it comes down then to whoever's playing the Chognar just having impeccable timing on his Chaos Protections. And if he's even a little bit off, or if he spends it too early, your entire team is screwed. So it doesn't even really feel like a valid counter unless you just have an all-star support player. Well, not just that, but, I mean, at this level, you if you can't play Chognar to the highest level, then you're probably not going to be doing well anyway. But on top of that, if you can just lose the draft by allowing the opposing team to get crushed Mina, like Rest just said, if they get crushed Mina and you give that up, and you even if you have Chognar, they can space out their ultimates and you still get stuck in the... DC Ball of Death. Dead Rabbits, the team that introduced this in the qualifiers, then, I think, broke the counter when we saw that played into them by Nova Esports. They pulled out, or by existence, sorry, they pulled out a Natalia comp that worked extremely well. I think it was Natalia Mina as kind of the front line. And they fed the Natalia very early on, and she just became a monster and one-shot all the tanks. Yeah, Natalia, strangely enough, is a bit of a counter to Koresh, which sounds insane, but you can actually burst through his entire metamorphosis when he goes in there by himself. Uh, so you you can, when Koresh goes in with metamorphosis, you malloc ult onto them, and then the Natalia just blows them up. 
it's kind of comical actually. And um, Natalia in the RPL, which I know we'll talk about later, but the top three teams just play her so incredibly well, and they have that set up for her, and she just wipes everyone out to the to the extent that many of the lower teams that play against the top three teams in RPL just ban her out completely, or at the very least ban out the heroes that make her happen, like Greg, like uh, Mina, for instance. On that note, I have a pretty serious question for you, Rast. As a Grack main, why no Grack? Um, Grack is only good at uh, like a few select things. And so usually he'll only be picked if the enemy has a squishy support in ADC jungle and a mid that doesn't have too much mobility. With do you think mid- that people are... Sorry. Do you think that people are not seeing the opportunity to play Grack into something when the opponent plays that composition? Because I've seen those compositions before. Like, for instance, they go for Pyrrha, they have a squishy support, and uh, the exact setup that you mentioned, but they're not utilizing that. Do you think that the the knowledge and the awareness isn't quite there in some of the regions? I think so, too. And Grack is also kind of a tilting hero to play. Because, like, you make a few mistakes, and then your team will start doubting your hooks as well. And that's basically <laughs> your whole kit. Uh, that feels bad, man. It does not. You must just be steadfast in your convictions <laughs> and say on to your team, hey guys, I'm going to land a sick hook. <laughs> oh, we saw it happen in Worlds as well with uh, J-Jack playing Grack, where one game he just was really struggling on the hero, and the whole game he basically had no presence at all because I felt like he lost his confidence himself that whole game from just the start of missing a hook or two. It's such a team play character. If you don't have a team that's comfortable following up on your Grack hooks, then you might as well not be playing, because he's useless without team play. You could also set up the hooks as well, kind of force a team to run in a certain direction. makes the hooks a lot easier to land. So there's that as well. Also, you talk about the demoralizing aspect of playing Grack and playing him poorly, but there's also the demoralizing aspect of the other team. Anytime you try to do something, you get a Grack pick, and then it's just like, well, got to give up that objective now. And yeah, it can snowball the other way pretty quickly. Rest... That said, I, I do agree that Greg is a bit pretty niche character at the moment. Rest, you are the support. I don't know how we ended up on it's my podcast. That's why. That's why it's a Greg <laughs> podcast. You are the support player on Allegiance, and I don't think I've ever seen you guys run a Greg. Are do you have that in the back pocket? Is that something coming out? Yeah, I feel like I can play him, and I practice him on stream a lot. Like if you watch my stream, sometimes be like a legend Greg and land almost every single hook that whole game and have crazy ults, and then the next game I'll just tilt after one or two hooks. But mm-hmm. usually I'm pretty good at keeping my cool. Like, I'm really, really calm and competitive play, so I feel like I could just do it pretty easily if I had to. I'll look forward to that then, because I am a professional Grack fan. We talked earlier about Yabeneth. Let's talk now about how he fits into the current meta. Do you see him being played in a support role, sideline? People have been playing around with him. I think he'll be a flex kind of pick, kind of like how Arm was for the first little bit when she came out. Mm-hmm. So a little and bit of both. And the dragon side and um, support. Yeah, a little bit of both. He's actually been played three times in the RPL already by Sherry, who is on the mm. AWC finalist tie team. And... They dominated every single game that he played, and he was played in the dragon, uh, dragon lane. 
they had a really weird comp one of the games where they actually had a roaming Xenial instead that which like threw me off but um because just goes to show you'd rather have Yevaneth in that sideline though he does I agree have the opportunity to be like that kind of flex pick like a crushed or like the arrow we have, of course, over the past few weeks seen more weeks of play of the Valor series. Currently, the top three teams in each region are as follows. Let's start with North America, because we do have rest here as a presence. It's Allegiance going 8-0, and oh, currently undefeated. And as a result, sitting on top of the region. Behind them is Team Toxic and Tribe Gaming, in that exact order, tied for second place. Latin America is Geo Esports, Nova Esports, and Pain Gaming. Pain Gaming and Nova are again tied for a second, with Geo sitting atop the region 6 and 2. Europe is Nova Esports, Dead Rabbits, and Existence, each one win behind the other, 6, 5, and 4. Have you been following any of the regions besides your own rest? Um, not too closely. So nothing stood out to you from the various other regions? Um, I've been a little bit surprised by how close Europe is as a region, as I expected it to be kind of like a repeat of Season 1, where Nova was a lot farther ahead back then, they were called... What were they called back then? Team Noob, or SK Gaming. Team Noob, very yeah, back then they were Team Noob and SK Gaming, and they were just so much better than everyone else, but looks like Europe, uh, with all the roster changes, as well as uh, just giving them more time and practice, have come a lot closer. And the Spanish scene as well has blown up. Um, three of the six teams that made it to the Valor series are Spanish, and two of the top three are Spanish rosters, Dead Rabbits in existence. I do like that the upcoming teams are not the established teams, like Bubble Team. I, and Nova Esports is not having a super strong hold on the first spot. Like, for instance, if Bubble Team was number two, just like it was in Season 1, then it would kind of get old pretty quickly. And though I really like the players on Bubble Team as streamers, as personalities, it's really nice to see the up-and-coming players do reasonably well so far. Bubble Team is kind of the split of For the Dream. The other sister team, the other split from For the Dream Alliance has also had, I think, similar issues. The, the two biggest problems with Bubble Team and Alliance is the EU continuation from last season is they've just looked really sloppy as teams. Their individuals are still stellar, and they're definitely working on their team play, but it's been little things like map control, rotation, that really backfire on them consistently. Yeah, they really need to shore that up in order to compete with not just Nova, but with the rest of the Spanish teams that are showing a bit better team play. I think you're seeing definitely a divide between those teams because it seems like the Spanish teams are playing better as a team, but need to improve their individual play, in my opinion. And then Alliance and Bubble Team have kind of the opposite situation. All right, I'm ready for Latin America. This region <laughs> has been nuts. Everything about Latin America has been insane. It's, of course, the newest region, and we had two obvious favourites coming in. Geo Esports as the community champions, and Pain Gaming as the uh, AWC representatives. And Pain Gaming definitely do look more structured than any other team. They definitely seem to have some of the same uh, advantages in knowledge that ALG are demonstrating in North America, but... The rest of the region has no clue what a meta is, and they're uninterested in finding out. <laughs> Frankly, 
it seems like an awful lot of trouble and they can't be bothered. So instead, we get Lane Maganga, side Lane Maganga, mind you, and it's been glorious to experience. It's the innovation. They don't. They make their own meta, TJ. Thus far, they have. My question for you, D2, then, if you've been watching it as much as me, we can go back and forth on this. Do you think this is just because they're a less experienced region and they're getting away with stuff? Or do you think maybe some of the weird stuff they're trying and finding success with will filter on out? I think most of the former, but a tiny bit of the latter. I think that teams all, all around the world can afford to be more experimentative or experimentative experimentative <laughs> something like that uh, for instance the maganga sideling can be a thing if you're countering a certain composition but it's not something you want to just throw out willy-nilly uh the rest of it it does seem like not just the picks and bands but also just their rotations around the map can be a little bit poor so that's the situation where they have to get better um, before they can catch up to the rest of the world in my opinion but it's certainly fun to watch. <laughs> There's crazy situations that normally would not be happening. As I've mentioned to you before, it's kind of like watching NCAA basketball, where the play isn't perfect, but sometimes I can make it all the more exciting. Let's cycle down to North America rest. You're going to have to guide me through here, because I don't get to watch much of it. So, if you can, let's talk top three. Are any of them standing out to you, aside, of course, from Allegiance's own stellar performance? Uh, the top three is definitely right now. It's going to be Toxic, Marauders, and now uh, Tribe Gaming, and us. How do you feel about Team Toxic or Tribe Gaming? Uh, I think they both have really good rosters. But I feel like they just lack uh, some mechanics, and their team rotations aren't as good. Do you think what 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 do you think? Okay, we'll do it for both both teams. What is one thing both teams can improve on that will improve their play twofold? What is their biggest weakness? Mm, I don't really want to like share you this kind of stuff. Give them tips. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I can give mine. I think that like Russ said, I think the rotations are the biggest thing for them right now, and not mm -hmm. getting too far behind. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I've definitely noticed from the games I have caught, it seems like NA as a region are a little bit more sloppy than I would say even EU, with the exception of some of those Alliance games, because my god. Um, and it's just a situation where they don't really know where they need to be on the map and when. And you end up with just people hanging out in jungle for no reason. And random rotations of all four people to play defense on bot tower exposing literally everything else on the map so it's a fun experiment i think for these teams to look back and pay a ton of attention to their positioning in particular and where what knowledge their positioning is giving them. that's something maybe rest you can follow through on this but it's something that's a little bit hard i think to watch in vaunts you need to i want teams to get into their perspective while they were playing and go Okay, we're all positioned bottom, but what did or didn't we know during this time? How did our positioning harm or help our knowledge that then led to these decisions being made? Yeah, I'll see that uh, every now and then when I'm watching the other teams play North America, or I'm just questioning why the support is in a certain area, or the jungler in mid, like why are they rotating to that side of the map. Do you think that, for your team, do you think that 
how you're rotating can affect uh, your knowledge in a way that then affects further rotations? How do you go about trying to, if you feel comfortable, how do you feel about trying to gain knowledge of your opponent during a map? How would you suggest people in their own lower tier teams or solo queue try and gain knowledge for their team? Just have the support room around a lot and send bushes. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> nice. As a support The lane. support's like living, yeah, basically just a ward. Kind of like how Dota 2 support just kind of like sits in bushes low game and walks around just gets vision. And do you think the new, we didn't really get a chance to recap this, do you think the new gold items or the new support items really help support to do that? Uh, yeah, the new support item, Essence of the Wind, I think is like basically the only viable support item that you should build every single game. Um, and it's really good, gives you lots of extra gold and XP every three seconds. I think you'll get a bonus five. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it is absolutely essential if you're going to be playing, especially the way that Rest likes to play, which is being a ward all the time. And it makes it so good for your for yourself because you can actually build up to those other items while being such a valuable presence for your team on the map. D2, you've been not watching as much Valor series as I have, but you have been watching some of the other regions. Uh, Lightning Fast, give me a check-in. Well, I've been casting the RPL and the GCS since last week. The RPL has a top three and a bottom five, and there's a huge chasm between them. And the top three being Alpha Red, ITCD Bacon, and Bizarre Gaming. ITCD Bacon, if you guys don't know, is the AWC finalists. So that's the Thai team that you saw there. And they just recently defeated Alpha Red. And Alpha Red, that was their first loss of the entire season. Prior to that point, they were 9-0 and 18-3. and in games, which was insane, but City Bacon defeated them with the help of your boy, your Beneth. Um, as far as GCS is concerned, J Team is six and zero. They're dominating. Uh, AHQ had a little bit of a, a lull. AHQ, by the way, is the world champion uh, Korean roster, so it was surprising to see them at three and two for a moment there. But they scraped out a win versus Hong Kong Attitude, so they're now more firmly in the playoff picture. And the other team that's really up there is. Flash Wolves. Uh, also notable is SMG, who is the Season 1 champion, Season 2 finalist, and AIC champion from last year, and huge fan favorite with players like Hanzo and Genji and uh, Liang. They're actually currently 2 and 4 and in 6th place, so that's a pretty big disappointment for them. That was like a traffic report. <laughs> yep. Kind of exactly what I wanted. Alright! We've heard our report from the news chopper. Rest... Um, does anything stand out to you about those regions? Have you caught any games? Do you have anything you're particularly paying attention to there? Uh, yeah, I'd really like to watch the AHQ versus JT, like AHQ versus Flash Wolves. Uh, I think those are basically the top three teams with SMG in there as well, in that region. And just whenever I get to watch that region, it's always very good games and very good team play. Well... We'll close things off with a round of predictions for the next week of play, because we do have more Valor series coming, um, and it is pretty exciting. There's a couple of marquee matchups I'm pretty gosh darn excited for. Uh, to start things off, Bubble Team versus Alliance in Europe is literally the two for the Dream Sister teams playing each other. Bubble Team has looked more consistently stable. But Alliance, when they succeed, succeed to higher heights. 
to me, I'm favouring them because I think another week of play will give them a huge advantage. That'll be on Saturday. The European region in Sunday continues then to be, I think, one of the more exciting ones as we follow up with Existence and Nova and Bubble Team versus Dead Rabbits, both of which have a favourite, Nova and Dead Rabbits respectively, but an upset is possible. The LATAM region is also exciting, but this should be a fairly stable week. Pain Gaming versus Nova Esports and INTZ versus Geo on Sunday will be very, very interesting to see if the top teams can kind of maintain their hold and then rest. You're in charge of the lightning round for North America. Are there any matches next week that are exciting to you? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I the past, the like, uh, two weeks, like, we just played Toxic and Marauders, and then Toxic mm -hmm. just played Marauders, so, like, those games are all out of the way, and the other teams in NA. Uh, DTF, I thought, had, like, a pretty good roster, but they just don't want to try in the Valor series, DTF. and then the other two teams, they're pretty far down there, so. So, you don't feel DTF versus Toxic will be a fun one? Uh, no, nah, I think Toxic should be able to beat them pretty easily. Unless uh, DTF yeah. decides to actually show up and play the game and try and not troll the whole way. Yeah, I think I feel like that's the most intriguing matchup between TTF and Toxic. The other one seems like a stomp for ALG in both their matches and for a tribe against PvV. Um, but DTF, they like Russ said, they're talented. They showed they've basically crushed the bottom teams. So I want to see them bring their A-game and actually put up a fight to Toxic, and if they do, it could be a good match. Of course, Allegiance, you have two predicted wins versus Kranitz and DTF. Rest, you're not the slightest bit worried about either one, are you? No. <laughs> All right. That'll close things out then for the Valor series. Uh, just to mention that the AOG, the Arena of Glory from Vietnam is ongoing. The ASL, which is the AOV Star League in Indonesia, is going ongoing. That's a $180,000 league. If you want to check that out on the various Garena YouTube channels, just search Garena Indonesia or Garena Vietnam or Lian Quan, as it's known there. And also the MSP region, the Valor Cup Season 3 is ongoing, so that will determine the... Um, they're representative for AIC. And finally, they just announced the casters for PvP Esports 2018, which is a pretty massive uh, esports tournament. And it's kind of a weird representative there. I think it's like Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines, Thailand, and India. So on paper, that should be a stomp for Thailand. But really interesting to watch that. So check that out October 5th. And I believe Opal and Rip are both going there, right? Yep, and Riku. And Suijay. So that'll be very fun to see. Oh, yeah. Suijay. Forgot Suijay. That's right. I was, I was going to do that, but I had to turn it down for Valor Series, which is upsetting and sad. But I'm going to have a fun time doing Valor Series regardless, so make sure you keep an eye on that. That's, of course, over at the Facebook page for Arena of Valor and in-game. You can catch us Saturday and Sunday. You can also find me on Twitter at EsportsTJRest. Is on Twitter at RestAOV and on Twitch at the same place, right? Yep. Oh my god, I was so unsure that that was actually your tag, but I was right. He's also playing for Allegiance in the North American Valor Series. You're still the team captain, right? Yep. Could you just yeah, say yep me. one more time for me? Yep. 
Also with us, of course, was D2, who writes for SamuraiGamers.com. You can find all of their Arena of Valor content at SGAOV.com. And you are also on Twitter at D2HS, and I should know that more easily than I did. You've been streaming the RPL to your personal YouTube slash Twitch channel. Where can people go if they'd like to find your coverage of alternate regions? Twitch.tv slash D2HS. I also upload all the VODs to YouTube.com slash D2HS. All right, Rest, you're in charge of closing the show. From here on in, it is your podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this amazing podcast featuring me. Uh, feel free to check out my YouTube, which is also ALG Rest. And be here for the next one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was great. It's actually just going to be the closest 10 out of 10.